You're listening to Chris Scott on FM 105, Down Community Radio. Yo. Welcome again to the Chris Scott Show on FM 105, Down Community Radio, here with you for the next hour. Lots coming up in tonight's programme, stay tuned. And I started off the programme tonight with the fairy tale of New York from the Pogues and Kirsty McCall. The Pogues appeared at the King's Hall on the 21st of December, 33 years ago. And guess what price the tickets were? Yeah, £8.50. Maybe you were there. Well, tonight I'm catching up with three previous guests on this year's show in the uh, Chatting with Chris feature. I'll be speaking with Connell Montgomery, singer-songwriter from Killalea, and he's talking to me about his new Christmas single, recently released, titled Promises, Refusing Hate and Lies. And uh, we'll get a listen to that tonight uh, as well in the programme. Michelle McGee, who was on the programme a few months ago, a singer-songwriter local to the Newry area, will be playing her Christmas song, Christmas in Ireland. And a brilliant song for this time of the year. And I have a chat with Michelle as well. And also Melissa McKee from Kilkeel, a young artist who tells me more about her new calendar out for 2022. Yeah, that's next year, 2022. That is so hard to believe. Uh, and, and that calendar has 12 of her beautiful paintings from the Morns area. And it's titled A Year in the Morns. And later on then, towards the end of the programme, we are joining the Castlewell and Studio Players. And they're back on stage again with the final episode in the amazing adventures of Jonathan No Middle Name Jackson. And that's the final episode in Series 2. All three guests tonight will be giving me some of their memories from Christmas's past. So I'm looking forward to hearing those very much. Coming up after this next tune, it's Chris Rea and Driving Home for Christmas, one of my top ten favourite Christmas tunes ever. I'll be joining Melissa and she'll be telling us about her 2022 calendars, A Year in the Morns. Chatting with Chris on FM 105, Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice. And we welcome back onto the show almost nine months ago since she first appeared on FM 105 and the, the Chris Scott Show. It's Melissa McKee uh, from Kilkeel again. Welcome, Melissa. Hi. It's lovely to be speaking to you again. Yeah, I mean, where has the time gone? I know, it's crazy. I don't know. It's, that's nearly a year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I noticed that you had a, a birthday in between we, we've spoken to last and you're probably now allowed to have the key of the house. <laughs> don't know about that. I think, I think we're still... Still on a tight leash. We have have the key sometimes, but <laughs> maybe not my own yet. <laughs> Melissa, I, I, you know, I hope you don't mind me mentioning your age. You're 21 years of age, and yeah. you, you've been doing art for a long time. We, we we talked about that the last time. But wow, I have had a look recently at your Facebook page, and you've released um, a full collection. I think of 12 acrylic paintings. A year in the morn theme. They are absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Tell me a little bit about that, because I know that you're releasing the calendar, which is very appropriate for this time of the year, in the mouth of Christmas and, and heading into 2022. Tell me all about it. Yeah, well, initially I hadn't even considered, you know, making the calendar this year, but um, I just had found a wee bit of time here and there to just do a couple of wee landscape paintings, and it was kind of just... Um, I was just doing it for my own enjoyment, you know, whenever I had a free second, I was doing a couple here and there and I realised that I had sort of a couple gathered up and that was sort of when I got the idea to put together the calendar. Um, but in previous years, I hadn't had the time 
you know, to paint paint what I wanted to paint for myself. Um, so this year I actually had the chance to paint twelve different landscapes throughout the morn throughout the mornings, um, and then each one there's a painting for every month of the year. So mm-hmm. it charts sort of the seasonal transformation throughout the morn landscape. Yeah, as as we flick through the calendar, um, you've also then come up with prints as well. So I mean, if someone's not really into calendars, the prints are all there as well. Uh, any originals left? Um, there's a few originals left, um, so they're still on display in Maiden Morn at the minute. So upstairs in the, in Maiden Morn, um, they're still up on display. So if mm-hmm. anybody wants, they can have a look at them. But there are a few of them that are sold, but there's still a few there. So if anybody is after original art, there's still a couple that you can get your hands on. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Describe to me some of your favourites. Uh, I mean, maybe that's very biased, you know. You, 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 <laughs> but I mean, there's some there with, with, with the usual stones and things that we represent with the Morns. Uh, I think it seemed like a winter scene with a, a gentleman somewhere in the background of the picture. You know, what? What's what, what's your favourite? Yeah, so the winter one um, was actually painted after um, a walk-up sleeve muck. Um, it was over lockdown whenever we had all that snow. Mm-hmm. So it's actually my dad and his dog that you can see in the distance. Ah, okay. um, So that one was actually more popular where p- people bought prints of it and I wasn't expecting it to be popular. So I suppose everybody has a different taste. But for me... Um, I picked my favourite for my birthday month, which is the August one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the river in Morn Park. So I picked it out as my favourite. And then the most popular seems to be the one, as you said, with the walls in it, you know, with the like stone ditches. And yeah. whenever you can see Sleeve, Sleeve Vinion, those seem to be the most popular sort of scenes around here. So they would be the ones that seem to catch people's eye. They sort of associate it more with the Morn Mountains. Yeah, I, I, I mean, since the, we last spoke... Um, you know, you're not just concentrating on the morns. Did I see the North Coast had slipped in somewhere? Yeah, um, they kind of came about um, as part of a commission. Uh, so it was a family member, actually, who had friends who lived up in the North Coast. And um, she wanted a few wee paintings um, to give to her friend for, like, a present. So we came up with the postcard idea. Um, so each painting is the size of a postcard. And they were framed as a wee trio. Um, and that was the gift for her. And then we used the design from, from those three wee paintings to make postcards. Mm-hmm. So they're all uh, North Coast landscapes. So there's the Giant's Causeway, Carrick Rope Bridge, and the Dark Hedges as well. Brilliant. Ideal for Christmas presents this year, of course, Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> what about Christmas cards? Have you thought of that? Yeah, um, I actually had done a few Christmas cards last year. Uh, so this year I was just planning to sell you know, try and sell what I had left. I had a few left over. Um, but then whenever I started posting them up again, I realised that I had more orders in than what I had. So I ended up having to order more. But I didn't get around to making any new Christmas card mm. designs with the calendar okay. and stuff this year. But there is, um, there's still a handful of cards left. But most of them have actually, they've gone quite well this year. Brilliant. There is one iconic picture which appeared on your Facebook site. And, and I know you have a great love of the Morns. And you live in a beautiful area there in Kilkeel. Uh, and, and, and tragically, earlier on this year, we had the uh, scenes of the blazing morns. Um, you've captured that on canvas? Yeah, that one, I think it was just whenever I seen the flames, and it is quite, you know, a, quite a dramatic scene. And it was quite, you know, it was scary. It was, yeah. you know, it's a bit devastating too whenever you see the power of that fire just destroying all the trees, and whenever it is such a beautiful landscape. Um, my sister, she was working in Newcastle at the time and she had taken some photographs on the way home. I just heard about it and seen it through social media. Um, but I used sort of a few of her photographs as well um, to paint that one. But yeah, I thought it was just something that, 
you know, you couldn't miss out on having a chance to paint and fire. It wasn't something that I'd tried to paint before either, so I thought it would be something mm. a bit different. Do you know, I had a look at it twice. I actually thought it was a photograph. <laughs> it's that good. Yeah, it's that I suppose good. that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you, you know, um, we wish you all the best with all, you, you know, with all your paints, and hopefully you'll get them sold this side of Christmas. Certainly, the calendars are definitely, definitely on my wish list. How do we get in touch with you, Melissa? Um, at the moment, I'm still in the process of getting a website, so I haven't got around yeah. to that yet, but you can find me on Facebook or else Instagram. And there is a few calendars available to buy still in Maiden Morn and also at Carrot Cottage Cafe. Um, so either of those methods you'll be able to get me. Probably Facebook is the best option um, if you want to get in touch about calendars or anything like that. That's great. And that's Art by Melissa, isn't that what we're looking yeah. for? Yeah. That's great. Now, we're in the mouth of Christmas, just a few weeks' time. I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to ask you, of your earliest memory of Christmas or something that, that's really poignant about this time of the year for you? Um, well, I would say I've had probably a lot of lovely Christmases, um, but I would say probably the memory that sticks out to me the most would be um, years ago. I can't remember how long exactly now, but I would say I was probably about six or seven maybe. Mm -hmm. And... It was Christmas Day and we'd woke up and gone downstairs and we're waiting to see what Santa had got us. And my youngest sister, she immediately ran in, found her bag of toys, was sorting through them. She was happily amused. And me and my older sister looked at each other and went over our bags, looked very small, and they were filled with coal. <laughs> and <laughs> well, fortunately, so cool. it, it wasn't Santa, but mum and dad had got up before us and they'd managed to switch out our toys that Santa had left and hid them in the kitchen on us. So we, we both thought that we'd been left cool. <laughs> oh, that's so cruel. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty not a good laugh, but it was, yeah, it was funny afterwards whenever we realised that there was like in the kitchen, but before that, we weren't very impressed. No, I wouldn't think so. Oh, well, this year you can get your, your own back on mum and dad of course yeah i'll have to come up with something <laughs> <laughs> well listen melissa can i thank you so much and can we wish you from fm 105 and, and and my own program here thank you for participating during the year and have a happy christmas and a happy new year same to yourself thank you fm 105 your station your voice in the heart of Downpatrick. like us on facebook and follow us on twitter Chatting with Chris on FM 105 Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice. I'm just going to welcome you to the uh, Connell Montgomery Show with featuring Chris Scott this week again. Thank you very much, Chris. It's great to be back again. I'm on your show again. <laughs> <laughs> Connell, listen, you know, you wouldn't... I'm obviously just messing about, but you are quite a frequent contributor to the, the show. And the reason of that is because you're quite a prolific songwriter and you're putting a lot of material out and have been over the last 12 months. We now have another one. Yeah. Promises. Promises refusing hate and lies. And these are coming quick and fast because of the lockdown and I had so much time to write and so many people were sending me lyrics, which helps me to, to write new songs. So this, this one's my own. I, I wrote this myself. But I just had so much time to do these things, you know. It was probably January, the start of the year, yeah, January. And I think we were all craving for everything to open up. And the, the, there was a lot of thoughts going around in my head about people resetting and, and having a new go at life when the things do open up. 
I suppose being honest and being honest with yourself and being honest with everybody else. And th- there is lyrics in in the song aimed at governments and, and people who run countries and and maybe to turn around and, and, and look at the people on the ground and, and get onto the ground and see what people really want and really need. I just think that it's very simple to, to, to create a sense of community if nobody's looking to get a wee bit more than somebody else and to get further than somebody else. And, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about everything. I'm talking about just the basics for everybody to get along and, and, and to stop competing. Everything's a competition. And, and even I feel, you know, if, if politicians are looking for votes and one, one group comes up with a great idea, the other group know it's a great idea but are going to batter it and put it down because they have to go against the grain. You know, it's, it's sort of along those lines, but I felt I had to get this out for Christmas because I think it's got a Christmas feel and a good positive message. We don't have to label ourselves, we're all human beings. We all, we're all capable of getting along without trying to take something from the other. Musically, too, you've, you've introduced the bells at the start of it, so you, you, you're definitely aimed it for Christmas. Yeah, the, 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 there's, there's jingles... Jingle bells in there at the start and like tubular bells and, and stuff and I just I just craved that I wanted a, a Christmas feel to it and if I'm honest I remember back when I was young growing up and you, you would hear Slade on doing their Christmas song and you would hear David Essex and, and and all these types of songs Christmas songs and I just felt and nobody writes a Christmas song anymore and I suppose it's always been in me I would love to get a Christmas song wrote and get it out there you know, and it, you really don't realise that, that you did crave these things until you're actually doing them. When you, you you remember times when you were young and those songs stick with you and there's a real nostalgia about it. I suppose to make it feel like Christmas again. Mm-hmm. What we felt when we were kids, you know. Have, having listened to that song, it, it, it's quite vocally challenging. Yeah, it, it's... Especially when you've got a cold. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I went in to record it about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and I had a cold that was still clinging to me, and Jared Dornan, who records my music with me, Jared just stopped me in his tracks and says, Connell, not today, not happening, and Jared's brilliant like that, Jared's on my side, and, and he'll not let me do something if he knows I'm not ready. So we gave it a week, week and a half, and Freddie passed there, we went in, and I think it's the best I've sung it and sung it to one take, done it. I was always playing it along with the guitar accompaniment when I was playing it on Facebook and stuff. But Jared freed me up from the guitar and, and played piano accompany. And, and I think I was able to hit those notes that wee bit easier because of what I didn't have the guitar, you know. Sort of multitasking, but I'm not very good at you know. Okay, no, it, it, it's an excellent song, a very, very powerful song. I would put it right up there. Connell, when was the song officially released? Then, twelfth uh, of December, Friday the twelfth of December, on all platforms. All platforms being what is it? Bandcamp would that be one of the popular ones, or Spotify? What what, what yeah, do you tend to use? Uh, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, um, available to purchase on Bandcamp. There's a lot of other ones out there as well. Carl, thank you so much. Let's have a listen to Promises. 
Chatting with Chris on FM 105 Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice. Connell, I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to ask you, tell me something about Christmas from yesteryear, something that evokes uh, one of those vivid memories or is there anything you can pull out of the pull out of the stocking? A, a memory that sticks in my head is 1980 for some reason. And and my memory always attributes that to Christmas Day, but I'm guessing that it was probably New Year. But it's when I lived in 17 Kerry Drive and Mum and Dad had got me the Lone Ranger and Tonto and the horses. I was into figures and, and stuff mm-hmm. and, and, and I got what I wanted and that was me happy and and that stuck with me but the, the, there's a, a thing that flashes in my mind I can still see the TV and it says 1980 so I'm guessing it was maybe New Year's Day but I suppose Christmas is right from Christmas Eve through to New Year's Day Tonto and the Lone Ranger I don't think I was ever into that but I do remember the cowboy hat and the sets you know you were a cowboy and Indian sets yeah. and, and the, uh, the, the the guns either side of you and the cap guns yep well, we're all under the westerns back yeah. then. We all wanted to be Clint Eastwood or John Wayne or yeah. one of those guys. Nobody wanted to be the Indian. Yeah. Bearing all that in mind, how are you going to celebrate Christmas this year? Are you, are you taking time off? No, I'm, pr- I'm pretty busy. I have a big gig of my own on the 18th of December in the Dufferin Coaching Inn in Killalay. Tickets available on Ticket Source. Um, I'll be in the Central Bar on Boxing Night and a few other gigs dotted around in the Oaks, the Donner Bar in Newcastle. I'll be in Denver's, I'll be in Murphy's, so I'm, I'm pretty busy, mm, you know. Well, listen, thank you so much for all your contributions and wonderful music over the year, and I have no doubt we will be talking in the new year. Brilliant, Chris. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you. Have a good one. You too, mate. Thank Chatting you. with Chris on FM 105 Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice. Earlier on this year, well, probably a couple of months ago, I uh, visited our beautiful town of Newcastle, not that far from where we are in Down Patrick, and I spoke to Michelle McGee, uh, one of our local singer-songwriters. Uh, Michelle, welcome back again. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Chris. Thank you. You're welcome. It's good to be back. Yeah, good to be back. I mean, that was October when we were outside meeting in, in, in uh, Newcastle on a, a cold, blustery day. It's hard to believe. Where have the months gone? I know. Look at it now. You can fairly feel. You can fairly feel the winter here now. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely here. <laughs> yeah, I know. People were in November, and I, I can remember them saying, "You know, well, it's getting cold and all." And you go, "Well, actually, it is the winter." I think we we got away with it quite yes. well. You know, with any other year, so we can't really complain. No, we can't. We can't. It's good to be alive. Every day that you wake up and you're alive and you're healthy is that's, a good day, Chris. And we that's, can't complain. That's a good way to look at life. And do you know what? Christmas is just around the corner. Yeah, I was looking through some of your um, previous recordings and I came across a Christmas one because you did mention it to me in October and we said, it's a wee bit early yet. If I mention that on the radio, they'll throw me off. The uh, station controller <laughs> hates the C word on the station before the 1st of December. So let's talk about that single that you brought out. I, I don't know, many years ago it was, Michelle. When, when was that brought out? Oh, my goodness. Now you're talking. It's probably um, around about six years ago now. Mm-hmm. And, and did you write that yourself? Is that one of your own compositions? Yes, um, the music was done. The composed um, was composed by Dermot McQuaid. He's played all the instruments on it: the guitar, the fiddle, the 
Union pipes, isn't that? Oh, yes, lovely. Union yeah, pipes. Yes, yes. So just to give it that Christmassy feel, um, and it's basically, Chris, just about being away, which I'm very used to with the music, mm-hmm. being away from home at Christmas and missing being at home and missing family and friends. And, you know, that's, I thought everybody could relate to that song. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's you always long for, you know, home, don't you? No matter where you are in the world, your heart always lies in that place called home. I know. I say whenever I'm at home, Chris, I say, "Gosh, I can't wait to get away to the sun." Yeah. And then I'm over, and you know, something so simple as like a football match or something like that, and mm. you meet people from home, and you think, "Oh gosh, you missed the crack." You know, you do miss the crack, and we we have our own banter. The Irish, no matter where you go, like there's Irish pubs everywhere, mm-hmm. and you run into Irish people. So. um you do. It's it's always good to get away, Chris. But um, it's always good to get home. And do you know the interesting thing, Michelle? Uh, Christmas in Ireland. You know, it it will resonate across the world because I we, we we would put on as you probably know after after interviews and after the program's gone out, we cut out the music and put on the uh, just the speech content on podcasts. So we've been trying that over the last couple of months with the program, and twenty I think twenty or twenty five percent. Of the podcast listeners are in America, believe it or not. It's not unbelievable. Isn't it? You know, and there's a few in Australia who I suspect I know who they are because of a few Australian friends. But yeah, get a lot of hits from America. So, you know, we are the centre of the universe in this little island. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> and I think as well, with the film industry as well, you're seeing a lot of, you know, you're seeing like the likes of the Vikings and all these new like series is out on Netflix and all. You can see like the Irish backdrop of like maybe Claire kind yeah. you know, um Ennis and you're seeing like the backdrops of Ireland. So they're actually using Ireland in a lot of, you know, movies now. Yeah, you're you know, right. Ameri- yeah. Even American movies. That's so, right. So um this wee small island that we call Ireland, yes, I, I agree with you there. Um and also I haven't thanked you enough for um for playing my song and for the interview the last time in Newcastle. Thank you very much. I appreciate it so much that um, you played my music and thank you very much for, for getting it out there. Thank you, you. Th- there's no problem, Michelle. You don't need to thank us here because our motto at this station is <laughs> it's your station and your voice. So that's what we're about. So it's 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 lovely to get you know get the local message out there. And we are going to go across to your track, Christmas in Ireland, and uh, that will go out especially to our twenty percent of podcast listeners out there in America. <laughs> thank you very much, Chris, and happy Christmas, everybody. I hope everyone has peaceful and happy, um, relaxed. Christmas this year and not too much illness and everybody is filled with love and laughter this Christmas. And before we leave you Michelle, give me a memory or something that was nostalgic about Christmas for you in the early years. Is there any memories that are you'd love to share? Um, probably just growing up as a child um, of course you, could, you didn't sleep I suppose the night before Christmas and mm. um, because you couldn't wait for Santa, you know, this whole idea of Santa Claus. Um, probably I got a, a cabbage patch doll. I remember I got, got it one year. And this was so significant because it came with adoption papers. So it was like, you know, 
<laughs> a proper baby. A cabbage patch doll. I'm giving away my That's age right. now, Chris. Um, <laughs> and also, um, the, I got a, this is like, it was a record player. Now, can you imagine, like, a record player? Yeah. Although they're coming back out now. They are, but, yeah. Um, yeah. I remember receiving a record player and it had disco lights. Oh, yes, yes. On it. Yes, I remember those, and, yeah. And, um, oh, my goodness. And I remember playing Wham um, on it. Wake me up before you go go. Wow! And, um, yeah. Culture bait. Um, yeah. Boy George. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, so I, that was probably one of the greatest memories. Um, sitting out in the garden, um, with having ice cream and jelly now on a sunshiny day with my record player and the disco lights and just watching everybody, the family, mummy and daddy all loved up and just the family all being together and, you know, it's it's memories like that that, you know, that always stay with you That's all the days of your life. That's so true. And those Cabbage Patch dolls, I remember I started working in a, a toy shop in, in Lisburn, Leisure World, oh, and they goodness. were the big seller in that particular year that I was there. <laughs> and I'm going back 1986, maybe 85, I don't know. And you got a, yeah, you got a certificate with them as well, that's right. <laughs> you got this certificate to say like that, you know, this, um, my, I don't know what, mine called Pamela, I think. And yeah. You got this, like, it was like a scroll and it was at the side of the the doll and, you know, it had a wee funny head. A bit like Podge and Raj today, yes. Podge and Raj, yes. the funny characters. Yeah, they but were, it had like that kind of head on it, didn't it? They, they, they weren't the most beautiful <laughs> dolls in the world. Let's no. just leave it like that. <laughs> yes, they were a bit like. Um, but it was just the fact, you know, that it came with the adoption papers and oh, and I have to mention Girls World, um, young girls um, around my age will remember Girls World. I couldn't believe I got it because it came with makeup and it was just a head, and you got the hair, you know the top part of the head and you got the makeup with it and I absolutely scalded mine not scalded it but I mean scalded like <laughs> took all took all her hair off cut it off <laughs> cut it off and I had it oh. it never so, grew back um, did it <laughs> I never grew back no it's funny it's just we memories like that I think yeah, for, for any child isn't it it's actually you know you could have even the box even like I laugh at like my brother Christopher I remember him getting I don't know what it's like one of these um remote control cars and it was it came in this lovely box and he sat in the box and I was thinking oh my goodness like look at the car he's not even looking at the car he was mm -hmm. sitting in the box he was That's fascinated right. with the box that it came in so it didn't really matter about the actual present itself it was just the whole fact of the Christmas tree you know everybody together you know the quality street and just I think memories of just family being together you know it's you, you just can't you can't as I say, you can't buy memory, sure you can't, Chris. You can't. That's that's beautiful. And thank you so much for sharing that with us, Michelle. And listen, can can we wish you a happy Christmas and a, and a happy and successful New Year, Michelle? And oh, thank uh, you, very you know, much. and and do keep in touch. And uh, any new tracks or anything new coming out, let us know. Um, I will. Don't you worry. Thank you very much, and You're thanks welcome. a million um, for for playing my music, and thanks to all the listeners. And I hope you have a lovely Christmas as well, Chris. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. 
massive thank you to all three of my guests this week for their lovely memories of Christmas past and for joining me in the programme. Wonderful stuff. Uh, Colin Montgomery, Melissa McKee and Michelle McGee. And that's almost a wrap for tonight's show again. Uh, patiently waiting in the wings are the Castle Well and studio players who will be making it onto the stage for the last episode in Series 2 of The Amazing Adventures of Jonathan no middle name Jackson, written by Anthony McFadden and performed by the players. And you will not hear that anywhere else, specifically written for um, Down Community Radio and play it on my programme. An opportune moment to wish Michelle and all the guys and girls in the Castlewell and Studio Players a happy Christmas and a prosperous New Year. And keep those scripts coming, keep that pen going and keep the acting up. Brilliant stuff, folks. Next week in the Chris Scott Show, it's the last one before the big day, of course. I'll be in conversation with a young chap from Points Pass, Andrew McMurdy. Uh, he uh, was on last year's show talking about a single that he had brought out for uh, a local charity. And I'm going to catch up with him and go and talk to him about a roller coaster of a year for him. Uh, bad experiences and good all in one. I'm also going over to speak to both a recipient and a volunteer with Good Morning Down, based in Downpatrick, a brilliant organisation who are responsible for phoning up people in, in the neighbourhood each morning and making sure that they're 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 doing fine and they don't need anything. Uh, both of those people are going to relate to me their earliest memories of Christmas past and I'm looking forward so much to speaking to both of them on the show. Uh, that will be Rita McLaughlin and Dermot Giles, uh, both from down Patrick and Dermot specifically tells me about his childhood memories from Christmas. Guess what year he's talking about? 1938. Yeah, Christmas 1938. Uh, brilliant conversations uh, and lovely memories. So until then, uh, it's me, Chris Scott, signing out. So stay safe and stay tuned in to FM 105 Down Community Radio. See you next week, folks. of the amazing adventures of Jonathan, no middle name, Jackson. Last week, Jonathan, Samantha, Donna and Professor Morris Harty passed through the entrance of the maze of mixture all at the same time. And not only did their personalities change, but their bodies changed as well. We catch up with them standing in a shopping... Excuse me? Who are you? The narrator, of course. I meant, who are you? You're not Caroline. Where is she? Caroline decided to take a step back from performing on this show to reassess her life choices. Mm, she got better off of somewhere else, didn't she? Yes. So, and don't take this the wrong way or anything, but how come you got this job? Because you seem quite young. After a long and strenuous interview, I emerged as the best candidate. Oh, you know the writer, don't you? He's my uncle. And how much are you getting paid for this? I was told it's a non-paying position. Let me guess. You're at uni and your uncle convinced you that work experience here as an intern would look good on your resume. That's right. He said it would be useful in the future. I'm studying drama and theatre. Of course he did. I really should get back to narrating the story. I don't want to make any mistakes on my first day. Well, don't let me stop you. Shouldn't you be getting into character? Doing it now. I'll start again. Last week, Jonathan, Samantha, Donna and Professor Morris Harty passed through the entrance of the maze of mixture 
all at the same time, and not only did their personalities change, their bodies changed as well. We catch up with them standing in a shopping centre in 2021, just after they emerge from the other side of the doorway that was in the middle of the maze. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas! What's happened? Why do I sound like this, Samantha? Where are you? And why do I have this urge to have someone sit on my knee? Right here, Jonathan. Where? Here by the escalator. Well, the only thing I can see by the escalator is a snowman. That's me. The maze has transformed me into a snowman. Oh, look what it's done to you! What do you mean? Turn around and look in the shop window, Jonathan. <gasps> I'm Santa Claus. Ho ho ho! What's happened to us? The maze of mixture has changed you into Santa Claus and me. Into a snowman. Well, have you seen Donna and Morris Harty? Did the same thing happen to them? Yes, it did. Donna, is that you? Yes. Where are you? Here, by the sweet stand. Oh, look, Donna, you're the Grinch. How fitting. Where is the professor? I'm over here, behind my pillar. I can't see you. You need to come out. No. Why? Oh, don't tell me. The maze changed you into a Christmas elf. Not quite. Then why don't you come out? Because you will laugh. I promise I won't. Okay, I'm coming out. Stupid maze! Why couldn't I have been Santa? I would have made a great Santa. So where are we? What is this place? You, dear, are on the top floor of the Christmas shopping centre of Sorrow, a depressing, soulless place where no matter what store you go into, you will never be able to find the item you want, and therefore will spend eternity wandering in and out of different stores whilst listening to the best of the cheeky girls. A wonderful duo from the eighties. That's coming from the tannoy. Ho ho ho! Yes, it is. And who do we have here? Ah, Jonathan Jackson, party of four. You know who I am? Yes, your uncle told me all about you. You know my uncle. And your father, but it was your uncle who I'm most grateful to. He was the one that helped me when I was a struggling handheld megaphone working with a community theatre group called Castlewell and Studio Players. Let me tell you, some of those actors had really bad breath. There were days when I would almost gag on the smell. Life was hard back then, picked up and used by everyone without a care for my feelings. 
working night after night in rehearsals, and then after the play was finally over, they left me behind in the prop box while they went off to the rap party. Your uncle helped me by giving me the confidence I needed to audition for this job, and the rest, as they say, is history. Why are you here? Ho, ho, ho! And what would you like for Christmas, little boy? Sorry, I, I mean, I am on a quest to find the treasure of Le Chat Noir with my best friend, Samantha Smallwood. Which one is she? The snowman. And who are the other two? I'm Donna, ex-pretend girlfriend and mystic druid. With honours. And I am Professor Morris Harty, international criminal mastermind. Yes, 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 I'm sure you are. Now let me guess. You came through the maze together, even though you were warned not to, and now you have been changed into the person you associate most with Christmas. That explains Donna. But not Morris Harty. I started boarding school when I was five. That first year, I was picked to play a fairy for the school Christmas panto. And because the teacher said I had done such a good job, I was picked to play the same role every year after that. The school did not believe in wasting money, so they used the same costume every time. I was 21 when I finally left that school. 21! I have never been able to enjoy Christmas since then. The constant battle of trying to resist the urge to dress up as a fairy each year just wears me down. Enough of this. Which way to Whoville? I want to break into homes, steal presents and ruin their children's Christmas. That's low even for you. That, unfortunately, dear, is not her, but the real Grinch trying to get out. The longer you stay in the shopping centre as these characters, the more you will transform into them. Donna has a good head start on the rest of us. What happens if we don't get out before the transformation finishes? Then you will remain in the shopping centre as those characters forever. Then we need to leave straight away. Which way is the exit? That will do you no good, dear. There are security guards at the exit who are under orders by the man who runs the centre not to let anyone leave until there is nothing left to buy in the shops. If anyone tries to, the guards hand them over to the man who takes them into his office and inflicts the worst pain they can imagine on them. You are aware that it is really patronizing to keep referring to women in this sketch as dear. Yes, I do, dear, but there is a perfectly good reason for it, which you are just about to find out. It better be good. It's a cracker. So who is this man? He sounds absolutely horrible. A terrible Russian gangster by the name of Rudolf, who spent years learning the craft of inflicting endurable pain on people by listening to politicians, and believe me when I tell you, Rudolf the Red knows pain, dear. Perhaps this might be a good time to ask if there is another way out? Yes, there is. A secret tunnel that will take you to a place the writer has yet to think of. But I have no idea where the tunnel is. I do, however, know a man who does. 
How do we find this man? And if you tell me, I will grant you three wishes. Look over the rail to the bottom floor where all the shops are. Down there, amongst the crowd, is the man you want. What does he look like? He has a heart-shaped tattoo on his chin. But everyone down there is wearing a face mask that's covering their chins. How do we find him if we can't see the tattoo? What's the one thing you notice about everyone's face mask? They're all crinkled. That's right. What you need to do is to look for the man in the ironed mask. Professor, quickly! Let's find this man before these jokes get any worse. Jonathan, hurry! We need to find him before they do. Just one last thing before the writer realises that he has given me more lines than all the main characters. In the same way that you entered the shopping centre together, you must leave it together. And that's me done. Hmm, by the sounds of that, it looks like we're back to being main characters again, Samantha. To be honest, I was wondering how the writer would do it. Well, I'm not joining forces with those two. I'm afraid we have no choice if we want to get out of here, Miss Big Bum. <laughs> Did you just call her Big Bum? Yes. <laughs> the joke's been done. Let's move on. Right then. Let's make our way down to the shopping level. Jonathan, Samantha, Donna and Morris Harty spent several hours wandering around looking for the man in the ironed mask. But of no luck. Jonathan, what's going on? I would have thought that by now we would have found the man and be on our way. It's the writer. What do you mean? He's stuck. He still has about 500 words to write before we get to the secret tunnel. Otherwise, this episode will be shorter than the others. Well, I've had enough of this walking around. My feet are sore. If the writer can't work out a storyline to get us to the tunnel, then I will. There's a bookshop just over there. I'll be right back. You two have no one done our fun quite some time. How are my writing skills? Unique would be the best way to describe them. Right, I'm back. Now, let me see. Do you need a hand, Donna? No, I've got this. Probably best we give her some room. She can get quite annoyed if you interrupt her when she's concentrating on something. So, Professor, apart from being Jonathan's nemesis, what else do you do? When I retired from the world of WWE, I opened a small gardening centre. Once this series is finished, I plan to go back to that. What about you? What are your plans for when this is all over? Well, I'm hoping that myself and Jonathan will... Got it! Narrator, read this. The man in the ironed mask was sitting in the coffee shop behind Donna, and she saw him, and she went to ask him where the secret tunnel was, and he told her, and they went down the stairs that went to the basement, and then they went along a corridor, and the lights were dim, and they could not see very well. But Donna found a torch in her pocket from another episode, and she went in front, and they all followed her, and she became their leader, and... Sorry, Donna, I've been told to stop reading. Goodbye.
I bet it was the writer. Jealous of my writing skills, no doubt. Actually, listeners phoned in pleading with Chris Scott for me to stop. Humbug to the lot of them. They wouldn't know a good story if it bit about ah, the. Ah, well, at least you got us to the secret tunnel that leads to the way out. And look there, up ahead, a door. I hate to be an eavesdropper. This isn't the tunnel that leads to the way out. Who said that? I did. Who are you talking to, Donna? I've no idea. I can't see anyone. Down here. Oh look, Jonathan! It's a little mouse. A mouse? Where? Ah! It's a mouse! It's a mouse! Get away! 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 Blimey! I've not had this good a reaction since I snuck into the kitchen of a well-known chef who shouts a lot. I forgot. Jonathan is afraid of mice. Are you okay, Jonathan? It couldn't be better. Yeah, I'll stay back here until it's gone. Shouldn't be long. We're almost at the end of the sketch. So, if this corridor doesn't lead to the way out, where does it go to? You came down the stairway of song. The door up ahead will take you to the land of lyrics, and because the writer has just realised you are still different characters. You will also change back into your old selves once you go through, right? That's my lines done. Back to the mice hole for me. Once Jonathan rejoins the group, the four of them go through the doorway. I wonder why it's called the Land of Lyrics. You don't think the writer is expecting us to sing in the next episode? I hope not. Have you heard Samantha when she sings? Surely the writer wouldn't do that to me. After all, it's supposed to be the season of goodwill. Of course he wouldn't. Would he? Join us again soon for the next episode of the amazing adventures of Jonathan, no middle name, Jackson. In that episode, Michelle Dorans played Samantha Smallwood and the narrator. Mark Maidenutney played Jonathan Jackson. Siobhan Miller played Donna Bigbum. Anthony McFadden played Professor Morris Harty. Austin Biggerstaff played the Tannoy, with Kushla McKibben playing the Mouse. The writer was Anthony McFadden. You're listening to Chris Scott on FM 105, Down Community Radio.